Hey everybody, this is Be So Brutal, podcast episode 12. Uh, thank you again for tuning in this week. We really appreciate you guys who listen to the podcast every week and come back and you like um, our Instagram posts and things like that. And I just want to say, you know, thank you again, like I said, for tuning in every week and supporting the show. Uh, this week we have a really special guest, Ronan Roninja Swinson. If you don't know him, you definitely need to check him out. He's a youth MMA fighter. Uh, he does Muay Thai, um, he's a, he practices uh, BJJ, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and I think this is a, episode is a really good treat for you guys. I hope you enjoy it as much as we did recording it. Bye! So hey everybody, this is BS for Brutal Podcast, episode 11. We have a very special guest, Ronan Swinson. Yeah, dude, it's a very exciting special guest today. We've got... He's a little young BA over here. <laughs> He's, uh, I think you've got a couple of belts in a few different divisions or wait, what are they? Uh, promotions. Yes, the, I have got uh, some. Well, go ahead. I have, yeah, I have four national titles. One of them is in um, IKF. One of them is in uh, Point MMA, um, TCB, and uh, USFL. And one of them, I saw one of your fights, but I think it's an older one because it was like weighing in at 70 pounds, yeah. Ronan Swenson and dude, and you came out to rolling. It was yeah. like rolling, 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 That was, I was yeah. like, dude, this is the perfect walkout song for this right now. Dude, yeah, I that like. Was, that was my uh, USFL national title. That was my first ever national championship that I've ever went to. That one was sick. Yeah. You choked the dude out in that one. Yes. Dude, that was so sick, dude. That must be exciting, dude. What was was that? When was your first finish that you ever got? It was. It was actually that one. It was. Oh, that was dude. my wow. first finish that I've ever got. Yeah. Ooh. That's pretty lit too, because it's like for the title. You know? yeah. It's pretty. I think it's a wild that. Uh, how did you even stumble across youth MMA? Um. Well, we. It was. It was my dad that kind of he runs like what I do basically um there were where we live there was a uh kind of like a karate tournament close by and they ended up having this thing called point MMA and it was pretty much this MMA but um strikes count as one point case count as two points takedowns count as three points and so on and so forth and he decided to put me in that. And that's when I kind of stumbled across just fighting in general. Cause I've been, I've at the time I've been training it for at least five years. So he said, it's time to put my skills to a uh, test and try to do it. That's so crazy. That's so wild, dude. I, I, I just stumbled. I was on the, the YouTube rabbit hole one day and I was like, youth MMA, dude. And I was like, oh, my God, dude, all of these kids could destroy me in a fight, dude. <laughs> there were some guys doing backflips after they won, all types of wild stuff. It was awesome. Yeah. And, dude, I love it. I think it's a great program, especially because it gets a lot of young athletes used to the whole, like, aesthetic of fighting, like making the walk and, yeah. you know, having to deal with the referees and the scoring and everything. Dude, I'm, I'm a big fan. I think it's cool. Yeah. It's also like for me, it was really good for uh, self defense because I used to get uh, bullied. I went to a uh, 
very not so great school, uh, elementary school, and I used to get bullies. So knowing mm-hmm. like martial arts and all that really helped me. Um, yeah, they probably aren't messing with you now. Yeah, I yeah, wouldn't. definitely not messing I went with like, you. Oh yeah. no, like no way, dude. Have you seen his Instagram? Yeah. This guy's gonna smash us. <laughs> he was punching the heavy bag for just as a competition against another kid for like a half hour the other day. Yeah. There's no way I'm messing with him. <laughs> Do you have any like role models that fight or like fighters that you're like inspired by or that you watch if you do watch fighting um my my biggest role model for uh fighting i'd say is um khabib khabib nagamernadov he's like a uh yeah he's undefeated in the ufc he just he recently retired but at the time he definitely was my favorite because um what interests me so much about him was he didn't really go up against anybody that great until Conor McGregor and um, a lot of people were doubting Khabib because of who he's gone against and Khabib absolutely dominated the fight against McGregor and then he started going against even tougher opponents and just kept winning and kept dominating and there never was with Khabib there was never a fight that was like really really close like it was always just a domination by Khabib and that's why I like him so much and he's just he's a wrestler which is my favorite out of um all the martial arts that I do and the way he just controls people and makes them give up in the cage is just it it satisfies me so much dude he never bled no one ever made him bleed (laughs) ever in all his fights that's very it's insane to me especially at 155 yeah there People might not, they might not have the best names that he went against, but he went against some killers, dude. He fought Barbosa. He dominated Barbosa. Yeah. That was, that was, that was the only, like, at the time when um, he was about to go against McGregor, that was the only fight that I kind of looked at because that was, he, that was when he fought like someone that was actually ranked or had a name for himself. So yeah. is that the first fight I watched? RDA, he beat RDA too. No, the first one you watched was Dustin when he beat Dustin Poirier, which oh, was yeah. he was made he made Dustin look like he didn't yeah, even belong. He did. like there, a rag <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Somebody at that level and just to dominate them like that. It's crazy. Yeah. So wild. I think he also trained from pretty young. I think I read online you started training around six. And I think Habib was training around that age too. Yeah, he was wrestling bears. Yeah, he was wrestling bears. <laughs> that's so crazy you ever wrestle any animals um i i wrestled dogs like pit yeah. bulls and stuff oh, but dude, that's a tough dog not, yeah i haven't tried them i don't i don't think i would ever try a bear yeah, yeah. i wouldn't that's that's a yeah, little no too way, extreme dude. yeah russia is like a whole different <laughs> a lot of people have bears for pets there it was probably it might have been somebody's pet yeah. yeah they'll have pet bears in russia yep. a lot of times imagine having a pet bear that would be so crazy no one would dude. they they must make you do something with it when it's an adult if you have a pet bear you can't have an adult pet bear yeah you have to they have to take that from away from you <laughs> imagine having a massive bear like, at your no house in your, back, like in your backyard yeah oh my god dude. no one's robbing you dude no one's ever robbing the house. It's like he has a bear to defend the house. 
dude, that'd be insanity. Yeah, Russia is like a wild place for sure. But I think there's styles called like Sambo or something. Yeah, he started with Sambo is that wrestling? wrestling. It's some kind of yeah. wrestling. I don't know. Do you know the difference specifically? Uh, Sambo is like it's um judo with a gi top. So like you you don't have the gi pants, but you have the gi top, and it's pretty. It's basically the same rules as judo. Like if you get a throw, you get a certain amount of points, and I think that's the only difference. It's just you have a gi top on. Hmm. Oh, okay. I also saw online that you, I think it's like Muay Thai that you practice. And I think the only other fighter that I at least know is like, doesn't Cyril Gone? There's a lot of Muay Thai guys. Yeah, he does Muay Thai. There's a ton of Muay Thai people. Is that one of your top favorites next to wrestling? Yeah. So yeah, wrestling, I would definitely put at the top, but I... I've started to love Muay Thai ever since I started training with my coach, Amin Balafreak. Um, he, during the pandemic, um, he said that he would train me after he got back from Thailand. And a lot of my coaches, like, they, they would say stuff like that. And they wouldn't really, like, fully commit to it. Amin, he actually fully committed to training me. And that year that I had, like, no one to train with because everything was shut down, he decided to train me um, just like outside. So we did pad work outside. We did uh, like seven mile runs every day. We would wake up at five in the morning and just do a three hour workout. And then we stuck to that for like maybe six, seven months. And he told me that I had a fight coming up and I was nervous because it was my first ever um, Muay Thai fight and it was against a like four-time national champ uh, one-time world world champ and I didn't know how I felt about the fight but once I got into the ring I I felt great and it was it was crazy to see the transformation from like before COVID to after COVID just the transformation in my body my technique and my uh uh, just my Muay Thai skills in general. And then me going out for my first Muay Thai fight, beating a four-time national champion. And then like all of the top ranked guys are looking at me and want to fight me. And then I ended up getting to fight them uh, later on in my career. But that was just, that's, that was just a really good time in my uh, life. You went from zero to Bangkok ready. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy for sure. Cause I know a lot of people during COVID, they kind of put like their lives like on hold. And I was going to ask you like, what does it mean for someone to train you? But then when you like went over like the seven mile runs and yeah. you know, outside training, that's a lot of dedication as well. So yeah, it was, it was a lot, it was a lot of hard work. Like that, that the first time that I did it was just kind of a demo so he just took me on like a three mile run and did like an hour of a workout. And then the next day I did the real thing with like adult, the adult crew. And that was my first time ever running seven miles straight. And then, um, doing sprints, doing, um, technique drills, doing pad work with a mean, it was just, it was such a hard workout. And, but after a month of doing it, I finally got used to it and my body just felt like in the best condition it's ever been in yeah and your fights i'm like cardio is no issue with this young man dude. he is putting in the time yeah. i see on your instagram dude you're always in the gym killing it dude yeah thank Sick. you 
That's awesome. Dude, I'm like, this is a young killer out here. Yeah, for sure. Especially- it's, it's crazy, the, the evolution of the sport. Like, have you ever watched any of the old Ultimate Fighters? Uh, yeah. When, dude, like, back- when the Gracies... Well, dude, back when people, oh, I mean, like when people were living in the ultimate fighter house, just they would just like drink heavily. Oh, oh, like the sport that was basically the leather helmet era (laughs) of the sport, dude. And nowadays, young guys like yourself are out here putting in work to the max, getting ready to just go out there and whoop some butt compared to what it used to be. The evolution of the sport is crazy. I think the talent that's going to be to come in the next 10 years or so is going to be outlandish yeah i agree yeah it's gonna be amazing dude are there any other dude you are there any other young killers out there that you that you got your eye on that you're like oh dude this guy he's he's only 12 but he's on the come up too or things like that um well there is a few muay thai kids that i've uh gone against around my weight their name is uh Brad LaPrairie and Jaden Reeves, they're like, they're one of the top people um, in the nation, probably even in the world that are at my like age division, uh, age and weight. So they're, they're like young stars as well in Muay Thai. But then there's this kid in wrestling. He actually wrestles in uh, Maryland and I look up to him a ton. His name is Mate. Meyer Sharpirio and he just won the cadet world championship in wrestling and he's only a sophomore in high school Dude. That's wild. Yeah. yeah that's what I mean like with training like we had um Bobby Southworth on last episode he was um on the first season of yeah the ultimate fighter and he started training um, I think when he was in like high school and there's some fighters who are also kind of like that, but with you guys starting so young, I think you guys have like so much more potential and things like that. <laughs> yeah. Some of the techniques that these young guys have, it's so crisp when you watch them. It's like, oh my goodness. They can't hit each other in the head, which I think is a good rule. I don't yeah, know how you feel about mm-hmm. the rule. Being one in there, you might be like, "Man, I wish I could just nail this dude right now." <laughs> yeah. But for in the probably in ten years, dude, you'll probably be like, "I'm pretty glad that they didn't whack me when I was 14, just pound yeah. me in the head." But dude, so there's there's this one guy. I don't know what his name was, but he is so good at leg kicks. He's pretty good at sneaking his toes in around the pads and really mm-hmm. wailing people with the leg kicks. I'm like, oh, dude, there's gonna be they're sharpening every skill. It's insane. Leg kicks have become like a really crucial technique in MMA. Like just just calf kicks or anything that messes with the the leg is just so crucial to MMA. That it's one of my favorite things to do. Either like just a hard um, leg kick to their lead leg to make them switch stance to make them you know off balance or not able to use that leg because your lead leg or at least for me, my lead leg is like everything. Like I teep, I throw most of my kicks with that leg. That's how I start off a combination. If I'm throwing my punches, like, so if you just like completely eliminate your lead leg, then you have like, you boost your chances of winning by like 25%. 
because of how much that we we leg is so important to the yeah uh, they can't chase you down can't generate any power dude it is important dude and there's a lot of great i mean your guy that you were just talking about with connor versus dustin that was some great leg kicking in that one there's been some gnarly leg kicks yeah i i remember i watched uh i don't know which ufc it was but it was it was my first time watching a ufc card in a while and it was actually the one where um uh someone broke his leg the the same way chris weidman yeah chris Chris weidman he broke his leg yeah and then the next fight uh the australian guy yeah he ended up he ended up uh, kicking Anthony Smith and breaking his, or not breaking his leg, but he like, yeah, did something with a nerve in his ankle. Yeah, Anthony Smith hit. Who did he? He tagged somebody in the leg. Dude, I can't remember who it was, but yeah, he got somebody in the leg, and yeah. then yeah, his nerve gave out too, and he couldn't stand. He would try to stand, and his foot would just like, yeah, whew, just slip out from it under. Just, and it was brutal. Yeah, it was weird. Oh, it was wild. Yeah, so they stopped it. There was like two back to back. He was trying to keep going too. Like he he really wanted to keep going. He yeah. said he was gonna pull guard because he couldn't he couldn't feel his leg. So he yeah, just, it happened he, to Henry Cejudo before because I guess eventually it'll come back. I think that's what happened to Sean O'Malley too. They hit you on the nerve. I did not Cejudo know what happened to against uh, yeah when he was fighting Marlon Marias, dude. He was banging his leg on the floor trying to get his foot to like come back in between the rounds. He got hit wow, in that that's nerve. Crazy. Dude, he kept, yeah, he fought through it though, dude. He kept going. He ended up winning. That's crazy. Yeah. So eventually, I guess that nerve will come back. But for a minute or two, your leg yeah. is done. It disables you for a while. Yeah. So he was just trying to wait for it to come back so he could yeah, keep like, fighting. On, waking that his is leg so up. wild. And I know a minute <laughs> in the octagon has to feel like. <laughs> I don't know, 20 minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it's a long time when you're when you're in the cage or when you're in the ring. Like it when I'm watching the fights, it's like 15 minutes. But when I'm in the fight, it's like it feels like 30 minutes, but it's only like 15 minutes. So it, it just it's crazy how how different the time how different the time is like if you're outside of the ring watching the fights or if you're inside doing the fight. Like it's 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 crazy how much of it seems like it's really long, but it's really just the same as everybody else. Yeah, it's grueling. It's a grueling yeah. activity. So when you're in the octagon, are you like thinking through everything that you practice or is it more like muscle memory? Um, it is. It's well, it's it's more about like a game plan. Like what, what am I going to do against this person? So, yeah, technique pretty much. It's. It's like also thinking about how hard I've trained for this specific fight. So like I've gone through a month of a training camp just to win the national championship. You've done all this hard work and you're going to put it all on the line right here. So you might as well make it count. And um, then you go over your game plan that you think you can do to get an advantage against your opponent and you go over that with your coach and right before the fight, you just have to, you have to keep your um, mental mindset like at a perfect state. Like you got to tell yourself that you're going to win, that no one can beat you. Um, I, I had a problem with that when I was uh, 
like my first 10 fights, I didn't have a great mental mindset. Um, I would always look at the person that I'm fighting and then judge it based off how they look. So I'd be like, if they, if they looked like strong and looked like they knew what they were doing, I would kind of downgrade myself and not, uh, I'd, I'd kind of just like throw away all of my technique and get scared because of the, the kid was so, um, he just looked better and he got in, he got inside of my head. But after I learned how to just like mentally, um, control myself, my last like 30 fights have been like that. Like my mindset is just, it's always, I'm going to win. It's never like, I'm going to lose or this could possibly happen. It's always, I'm going to win and no one can beat me and I'm the best. And my mindset is just always, it's always in a good state of mind. That's awesome. People always say training is like, makes you like mental stronger and gives you a lot of distance. Yeah. Dude, you've got you've got a Shoney Carter amount of fights going on with that. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a lot. I have I have at least like I, I think I have 40 fights. But I, oh, I don't I, I kept track around 20 fights, but I stopped keeping track because there was this period of time where it was like I had a month. It was in a month I had I think um six or seven fights. And when once that happened, like I totally did not keep track of my uh record like after that i just for a month yeah i just i just like i didn't even know what my record was after that month i was just like all right i'm just i'm like i'm just gonna say how many national championships i have and how many fights i have because i can't remember my record anymore so what keeps you going are you working towards like a goal like fighting like in the future or like what keeps you going with fighting um yeah the my main goal is uh wrestling olympic uh wrestling olympic champ that's that's what i want to do and then once i do that hopefully they add a little bit more into the olympics by the time i turn 18 so like um muay thai or jiu-jitsu and if they do then i would go to um try to be an olympic champ in those two sports and then once I'm done with that, I'll wrestle um, for like the world championships and I'll try to uh, either go to Pride one or the UFC. But I think that I would, would focus. So on, yeah, I, I, I like Fighting I just want to focus on winning the like three Olympic championships and then I'll move to um, UFC or stuff or something. So, do you know Gable Stevenson? Is that the guy that got wrestling? Yeah, in the he probably knows Gable Stevenson. Yeah, he wrestles in the Olympics. Yeah. He signed with the WWE. Yeah, I was so when when that happened because after the Olympics happened and he won and he said he was going to the um, the WWE instead of the World Championships, like the wrestling World Championships. It was so like devastating for me because we Team USA has got. A uh, second, like five years in a row, and Russia has always got um, first place. And so, if Gable Stevenson would have been there, we actually would have won the entire tournament. Dang, dang, dude! Ooh, yeah, yeah, that's a couple people that were ha- that bad that had enough, I guess. So WWE yeah. probably pays though. He's yeah. probably yeah, getting... they yeah they pay. That's that's his 
that's probably the main reason why he went into the, the WWE. He's really like, this is paying way more. I mean, it, it's a smart decision for money, <laughs> like financially, but I don't know. I just think it would have been better if he would have gone to the world championships because he's still. Does he have college. a persona in the WWE? No. Like a WWE? No, he's just like, I am the best wrestler. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, that's, that's the only thing. I don't even think he's good at acting. Dude, it's always a shame when somebody who's top of their league, top of their ta- like their talent, yeah, does switches to something else, and you're like, no. I can't believe he's only 21. Yeah. I no. just looked that up. He is only 21. Yeah, because a lot of the yeah. it's usually that's like your peak for wrestling is, is it? younger. Okay. Yeah. I didn't yeah, know. Well, there's, college, there's some other yeah. dudes. Yeah, college wrestling. That's wild. Because they call like amateur wrestling this actually pro wrestling i think like pro yeah. re- like like pro like pro wrestling is like wwe but yeah. amateur wrestling is like actually like freestyle folk style wrestling yep. okay it's, i hate i hate how it's how it's like <laughs> yeah, that. It's so bizarre i hate that i hate that amateur wrestling is freestyle and folk style and pro is the fake stuff yeah wearing a mask and being like yeah shaking the shaking the ropes and pretending to be electrocuted and being like ah. yeah <laughs> Listen here, brother. If you yeah. step a credit to me in this ring, I'm gonna throw you from the top ropes. Is there <laughs> yeah. someone that was in the WWE that went to the OC? Yeah, CM Punk. CM Punk. CM Punk. Yeah, CM Punk. Brock Lesnar uh, did it. Yeah, Brock Lesnar did it, and he was the champ. He was successful. Yeah, he he was successful. Yeah. yeah, he was very successful. He oh he he when he beat Frank Mir, dude. That was one of my favorite post fights ever. He mm-hmm. beats Frank Mir, and he mm-hmm. he just ground and pounded him. And he's like, Frank Mir came in here with a horseshoe up his ass. <laughs> I pulled that son of a bitch out and beat him over the head with it. <laughs> yeah. Because he always CM does Punk. like jujitsu and stuff. So he's like, he's getting lucky yeah. on me. I'm the better fighter. CM Punk, CM Punk though, Punk. go ahead. Yeah, he d- he didn't do. He was like the exact opposite of Brock Lesnar. Yeah. He did not like look Brock, ready. Brock he galloped. He, yeah, he, Brock Lesnar, he, he, he represented the WWE. And then CM Punk just like brought it back to his place because that was, <laughs> man, he did horrible. Yeah, he galloped across the octagon. Yeah, I, I don't know. It was horrendous. Yeah, dude. And they, oh my God. And he's technically only has one loss because one of them got peeled away by USADA. So he's like 0 yeah. and 1 and 1. So it's like the only, though, whenever they say Mickey Gall, like he's the only man to beat CM Punk. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's done fighting like that. I, I oh, doubt yeah. he's ever, I yeah, doubt he's it. ever coming back. That's it. It's been years. He lost yeah. to a guy that they immediately cut from the UFC after he beat him. They're like, yeah. all right, you're done. So I, I don't know. I, I don't want to see him in the UFC no more. He should go back to WWE. I don't even he's know what better he's at the to. yeah he's he's better at the fake stuff yeah yeah he definitely wasn't UFC material there that's a, that's the case for a lot of guys though some people come in for a few fights just get chewed up and yeah. that's it yep some guys though they come in dude and then their their losses don't even age that that badly like they'll go like two and four but they'll end mm-hmm. up fighting like four murderers. Yeah, ju- uh, like that's what happened to Justin Gaethje because he was so good in his um, 
amateur fights. Like he was undefeated with his amateur fights, and he just right when he got signed to the UFC, he started fighting just absolute studs. Like he went against, yeah. I think it was um, Michael Johnson. Dude, he was ranked fifth. Yeah, yeah that he, was his he, debut. That I was think. his debut. Yeah. yeah. And he just went against like five studs in a row. And then like somehow he was, he won, he was like two and two and he already had like offers for the title fight. Yeah, he was two and two. Well, then he went on that. He got, after he went two and two, they gave him some tune-ups. He ended up fighting uh, Cowboy and he fought, uh, oh my God, that guy that got knocked out a bunch of times. I got flashed. Uh, what is his um, name? James Vick, dude. James. Oh, Vick. James Vick. Yeah, he went, they gave yeah. him James Vick. So they gave him a couple tune-ups there, but yeah, he had two losses on a row. But they was to absolute killers, dude. Yeah, to Dustin Poirier he, and to Eddie Alvarez. Yeah, like right, right as he entered the the UFC, he he got two absolute studs, and then just like he did well against them too. Like it wasn't just like a complete domination. It was it was all five rounds both times and. He did well, but he couldn't get the victory. And then he started winning, which that's why I like Justin Gaethje so much. Like he's he's another one of those fighters that I really like to watch because he he goes against he doesn't just go against um, scrubs. He tries to go against the best people possible, and it doesn't matter if he wins or he loses. He just he's always trying to go for the number one person. Or someone that's like fight of the night too and performance. Yeah. Oh yeah. Performance. Yeah. Yeah, I think in one year he had two out of the top three like so. um, Yep. Like nominations were his fights. Yeah. In one year, I remember that. (laughs) He's It's also weird because he like his background is wrestling, and in his amateur days, like he used a little bit of his wrestling, but UFC wise. I don't think I've ever seen him wrestle except against uh, Khabib. And that was only because Khabib wrestled him. Yeah, and like he, he didn't even like initiate the wrestling. Yeah, he tried to get the wrestling away from him. Dude. He was using his yeah. leg kicks and everything. Yep. He tried to avoid it. Yeah, his ground yeah. game isn't all that. He, uh, but I mean, Habib looks everybody makes everybody look terrible on the ground. Yeah, he makes yeah. everybody the look time. like they don't even belong. But man, he looked. Even, I think he probably looked. Let me think. Yeah, he definitely looked the worst on the ground against him than yeah. than a lot of other people. Barbosa, he looked pretty rough on the ground, but at least he's a black belt in BJJ and was still kinda putting up a fight. He was having his way with Gaethje on the ground. Yeah, just whatever he wanted to do. He was getting everything yeah, it, off on him. It's it's crazy. You could put like. You could put like um, black belt in jujitsu and like an Olympic uh, champ in wrestling against a against Khabib, and Khabib would just make him look horrible on the ground. Yeah, like it's, he would he just slides it. He doesn't miss an opportunity. That's what I think it is. Like the second year, like all right, okay, I'm gonna put my hand here. He pulls it out from under you and starts hitting you, and then you're like, you go to block your face, and he secures a submission, like. He's yeah. just so smooth at I like it. when he fakes the takedown and then gives you, gives you an play. overhand. Yeah. yeah. That's yep. a good, it was best move. Yeah, that was, that, yeah, against uh, Conor McGregor. Conor and Dustin, he dropped them both with yeah. that overhand. Because so they're, they're so, like, tensed up about his wrestling. They don't, because they know they're gonna, yeah. he's going to take a shot. 
But then yeah, fake the takedown. Those, those hands are going yep. down every time. That was the yeah. first time I've ever seen Conor McGregor get rocked. Was against Khabib, yeah, sure. and Khabib doesn't even strike. That well, Nate Diaz definitely rocked him in his first fight. That's why I tried to wrestle him. Oh yeah, Connor. Okay. He rocked him, but he yeah. didn't drop him like that though. It was yeah, yeah. He shwacked him hard. That's that's yeah. Khabib like dropped him to his butt. Or, yeah, yeah. Flat, flattened him, dude. It was great. Yeah. It was so, such a great career. I was when dude when he retired, I was like, no. <laughs> No. Yeah. yeah, I know a lot yeah. of people were sad because they didn't get to see Habib versus Tony. Oh yeah, don't yeah. even. Tony's Tony was my favorite for a long time. For a long really? time, Tony was my favorite. Yeah, did, I mean nowadays it's just sad. But this is how it goes yeah. for a couple. Some of these guys, they take a lot of damage, and then they're yeah. now they're popular, and they take a couple, but whoopings on for money on the way out. I hope he gets to fight, dude. I hope he just gets. That that red panty night, yeah. yeah. Let him fight Connor. When he fought uh, Justin Gaethje, I felt bad for him because yeah, I was like, it was please just someone throwing the towel. Yeah, it was yeah, just it was domination. Know. That was the end of Tony time. Yeah, that was rough. <laughs> yeah, that was a rough that was one. that was hard to watch. I haven't been been able to go back and watch that one. I can't do it. But yeah, I was, I was like when they. Because that was the last time Tony versus Habib got canceled. And when it got canceled, and they're like, Justin Gaethje's fighting him. I was like, yeah. oh, man. Oh, yeah. man, no. Oh, no, 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 no. This isn't going to go. Tony's Tony, a couple years ago, would have had a, been a way better chance. But his last two wins are Pettis and Cowboy. This isn't yeah. going to be. This isn't going to be all that. Michael Pettis. He's, or Anthony Pettis. He's not, not he's not in the UFC yet. Yeah. No, he's out. He just lost his last two in, what's he, in PFL or something? I don't even know where he's fighting now. But he's lost a couple in a row. But yeah, dude, that's, but Tony had some great fights for a while. But for the sense of the beginning of time, Tony was slated to fight Habib for five years. It kept getting yeah. canceled. It got five canceled years. Life. It kept getting yeah. canceled. And that last one, after, I, it, it then Justin good... put the beating on him. It would have yeah. been good back in the day, dude. If you got like when Tony was if like thirty one, yeah. If peak, they the first like every time they got set up to fight, if that would have happened, it would have been a good fight. Like so that would have been the, the greatest fight. So good, dude. And then I would have loved to have seen Habib versus Charles Olivier because Charles has a similar. He just doesn't have that chin that Tony has, so he had a similar, pretty good ground bottom game, fast hands. Will get up in your face, you know, very diverse, striking. He just doesn't have that chin that Tony has, though, dude. Tony is so yeah. tough. Yeah, Tony Tony was tough, but the, that was this when he downfall. went downfall. Yeah, when he went against Gaethje, that was the first time that I've ever seen him like give up. Cause he he just like waved off and it looked like much. he said he didn't want to fight anymore because I think that took I, years off his life, dude. Yeah, yeah that, that tapping and taking all the damage. Yeah. It was that was a bad fight. Like well it was a bad fight for Tony. Yeah it was rough. It was a but it was a butt whooping. said Tony died Yeah he's never been the fight. same. He has not been the same since yeah. He's like, that's when they killed Tony. He's thrown like 11 strikes in total in yeah. his last two fights. Yeah. That's how it goes, though. But so, mo, mo, yeah, wow. most fighters, that's just, they get, they have a downfall. So you yep. just gotta, there's always gonna, there's always gonna be that top, 
like Chuck Liddell or someone like that, that back in the day, they were great. And then they just kind of, there's always a downfall because you're getting old and you get hit too many times in the head. Dustin Poirier said he has some type of regimen that he does. He takes brain shield, I think is what he called it. He eats like a lot of fat. Eats a lot of fats after his fights. He seems to be able to talk pretty well and be all there. Pretty articulate. He's only 30, like one or two though. Mm. Tony's like 37, 38. That's five more years of fighting right there at that high of a level. At that top yeah. level, top five. Well, do you I didn't know really? eating. I didn't know eating fats would like help. I don't know. Help your brain, it, man. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, know I've, I've never. Don't listen to me about it. I, I, <laughs> I'll have nothing to, to guide anybody on brain. Yeah, I've never brain heard of nourishment. <laughs> I don't know anything about that. So, could just be some Louisiana science for all I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah some fighters do have dietitians and stuff. Though. Oh, yeah, a lot yeah. of them have dietitians. To be able to control your weight like that, it's insane yeah. for some of them. And know well, then some of them just don't even care at all. Like Patty gaining yeah. almost Patty 200 pounds. That's yeah. so crazy to me. I'm like, dude. It's crazy how they could do. Reel that like, in. It's, yeah, it's crazy how they like fighters could do like a 30 to 40 pound weight cut. Like that. Oh, my God. There's, there's no way that's healthy for you. No like, way at all. I just. Just me doing like a ten pound cut is like awful. Like I, I, I don't I don't like doing a ten pound cut. But I don't know. For for these fighters, I guess like it makes sense to do the to do a cut because um it's like part of what you have to do to be a fighter be a fighter. And it, it kind of teaches you like how to um how to properly diet yourself and it's just like it's all part of the game and you have to keep your mental state uh like good and you can't just like i don't know have a bad mental state yeah i think william knight cuts like 40 something pounds something outrageous like that yeah there's that's just there's no gas tank when you do that though you're gassing hard if you cut that much that's too much yeah we had our, our guest last week. He was on the Ultimate Fighter the first season, and he had to cut like 20 pounds in a day. And, and if you watch the episode, 20 pounds in like, a day? It was crazy. Yeah. When you watch the episode, it looks like he's just like... Chuck Waddell like, had to like lock him in the sauna, essentially. He's suffering the whole yeah. time, and it's like hell on earth. And he's like, yeah, that, oh, that is not healthy. Not good. No he way. won though. He no knocked way. the guy out. Yeah, he won. He won. <laughs> it's it's all part of the game. It's all part of the show. So do you have any fights you're looking forward to? Um well wrestling season is starting up for uh high school, so from November to around March, I won't be having um any fights. I might have a fight coming up soon if something pops up. But from November to March, I'm not going to have any fights. Um, but the next fight that we are looking forward to is uh, USFL Nationals or um, uh, W Waco, Waco Nationals, which is Muay Thai. So yeah, it's almost like singlet season. Like yeah. Where can people watch them? Or he puts them on his YouTube channel. YouTube channel yeah, yeah, yeah Ron Swenson on YouTube. Yeah, I have a YouTube channel. I have um, 
Instagram. Instagram is where we do most of our stuff. So like if I have a fight, then we'll go live on Instagram and uh, all of my viewers can see it live. And then um, we'll take a video of it, take a video of the fight, and then we'll post that on IGTV, on Instagram. And then we'll, my, we'll send it to my brother and he'll edit all of my uh, edit all of my stuff, make it look good for YouTube, and then he'll post that on YouTube. And then we'll post uh, little clips on TikTok. Yeah, do you always get your sneakers on TikTok? Yeah, showing off the Jordans on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm a big sneakerhead. Like I've I've liked What's sneakers. The last pair you copped, dude. What's the last? Last pair? last pair was, um, the you know the Travis Scott Jordan one uh, fragments. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, yeah. I I'm they're still in the mail, so we're 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 waiting for them. Can't but wait I to just, put your feet in I just in those, got those. Huh? Yeah, I'm I'm probably never gonna wear them, but like I'll wear them like once or twice. But it has to be a really 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 nice occasion where I have to where I wear those because those are the nicest shoes. What was the first pair you got? Did any first? You guys were Jordan ones the first type that you got. Yeah, the first pair that I actually got were mids, which was a big mistake. But the first, like, they were called uh, Jordan 1 Laser Blue Mids. And I thought they were really cool just because of the the color scheme. But then I started to figure out, like, that there were Jordan 1 Highs. And those were, like, I thought they were just, like, a lot cooler because I tried a pair of Jordan 1 Highs on that uh, my friend had. And then I compared the two and like, it just, I just like fell in love with the highs way more than the uh, mids. And then I like looked online and apparently it's not like a sneakerhead thing to do if you buy mids or something like that. So I just, oh, dude, I, I, I must be out of the loop, dude. I'm a, I got all the Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just like, I just, at that point, I, I only have one pair of mids, so. After I bought those, I just bought all of my, all all Jordan ones were highs at that point. Okay, wait, I might be mixing up. Let me make sure I'm I'm out here maybe out of my depth now. Yeah, I think, think the mid. I maybe I'm th- mixing up. I might have highs. Let me see what the mid looks like. Let me see what we got here. Oh no, no, I've got a bunch of mids. These are the <laughs> ones that I have. Yeah. <laughs> These are the ones that I have. I'm messing up out here, I guess. I have yeah. a couple of highs. I got a couple of highs, but I don't have I any mean, of the lows though. No lows. Yeah, this, I don't. I don't. Guy like, I don't like any type of low top shoes. Maybe SB Dunks. Like the SB twos. Dunks. The twos look okay in the low top. Yeah, some of the twos. Uh, yeah, they're <laughs> they're all right. They're they're all right. Yeah, they're okay. They're better than some shoes, but they're. I not feel like I feel like the, the high best. twos are better. The high twos are definitely better. There's only a couple pairs of twos I even like anyway. Yeah, I've I want I want to get myself on a pair of Jordan twos, but they're so like it's it's impossible to find in the store because I oh, usually yeah. yeah I usually shop around stores near me and they never have twos. But like on StockX, that's where I mainly buy my shoes from. Is uh, that's they have like. A couple pairs of Jordan twos, but they're all like way overpriced. Yeah. So there's so much overpriced stuff. Yeah, you just gotta catch yeah. stuff as it comes. Yep. Dude, I, I wish love I had, for the, I would, the powder blue threes, dude. I've been 
always thought those were a great one for those old style the powder the, blue threes the, oh the powder yeah those are, those are i think good. i know which ones you're talking about those ones are pretty nice those ones right there daisy you're looking right at them that is yeah. right there Ooh. those are pretty nice i did i could talk about shoes forever but I know. people are probably like, what are these clowns talking about? <laughs> I definitely have to Google some of them. I'm what like, are these? Yeah. But it's a good time, dude, to put some shoes on and yeah, you know, get some uh, get some extra attention. <laughs> I have to start like buying outfits to match the shoes though, because I don't have very many outfits that match the the shoes that I have. Yeah, so I that's some black pants, dude. That'll go with about eighty percent yeah, of Jordans. Yeah. Yeah. but then you gotta like you gotta find like a certain type of shirt that goes with the shoes so you can't just yeah. have like blue shoes white tee with a chain dude. yeah i mean nice chain. yeah but like if you have blue shoes on then you gotta wear you know a shirt that has a little bit of blue a little bit of white or whatever the shoes you have on yeah they gotta have this gotta put same it together gotta dap yeah. her up yeah that's pretty great what do you have any other uh hobbies outside of fighting you like shoes maybe there's some shows you like watching or youtube channels or something um mainly just like hanging out with friends or family like it's i don't i don't play much video games anymore because of how busy i am with high school like ever ever since i started high school i cannot do anything like I can't, I can barely hang out with my family or um, hang out with my friends, and let alone just like play any video games because I have so much homework. I have a ton of practices that I have to do. So like the days that I have off, or if I ever do have a day off, I just like strictly spend time with my family, or I try to hang out with all my friends because there's um, a certain group of friends that I have that um, were at my elementary school. And since I've moved schools um, three different times, I mainly like to hang out with them because they're like, they were the people that I uh, grew up with. So whenever I have free time, I just like invite them over to my house and we hang out for like the whole day and maybe they'll sleep over. Um, but yeah, th those are just like hobbies that I like to do because um, I don't know. I don't I don't have a lot of hobbies that I do just because of how much like time I have to waste. Um, but yeah, hanging out with family is definitely something I love to do because everybody Your time management is so at such a young age is great. It's, yeah. it's pretty good. When I was your yeah. age, my time management was terrible. I could never have ever accomplished any of this stuff. I was barely ever even got my homework done, let alone. Yeah, Man, my, my time my time stuff. management with my school is horrible, but everything else is fine. <laughs> yeah, dude, I hated school. Oh my god. Yes. So much. It was torture yeah. to do homework. I was like, why why do I have to do this? Come on, you guys yeah. make me come here all day. Let me just let's just go our separate ways. That too. I'll see you tomorrow. Why do why do you gotta be at my house like this? Yeah. It's just 
you already go to school for seven hours and then yeah. you have to do more school at home. Dude, you could probably find someone, you know, and just go and show them a couple of your kicks and be like, so you want to help me with my homework? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I could like, I could, I could train them if they do my homework. Yeah, dude, you could tra- exchange training yeah. for homework. Like, all right, buddy, yeah. I see you with the broken glasses. You're having a hard time. I could show you, I could show you this Kimura real quick. You could sneak yeah. in on them. In exchange, you can do my uh, my term paper. <laughs> Dude, would any, I don't know, I feel, I don't know, do the teachers, they cut you a little slack if you come in and you're like, man, this kid's a little bruised up, his paper's a little late, they cut you any slack for that? Or they like, they just write it's, you hard. Yeah, you it's time a to private, go and get in fights, huh? You could go and yeah, do some of this it, work it's a private school so they're they're like strict on everything so like you i had this i have a teacher that like i i turned in a project um or no not a project a uh where she a little late and i was asking if she could just like give me um some credit but she said that she couldn't because um it's turned in a day late so and that was my fault because i thought she was I thought the date that we were supposed to turn it in was the day that I turned it in, but it was actually the day before. So she just like, didn't cut me any slack. She just like, she just said, that's an F for that paper. Oh man. And it, it was a pretty like long paper that I had when to do. When I was in the high school, teachers would all be like, always be like in college, they're not going to cut you any slack. They're not going to let you turn anything late. But like college is completely different. Like teachers yeah. are way more like lenient and they let you, turn stuff in late usually they won't even like make you take partial credit and they like understand and let you like prearrange turning in something late you know do you yeah. have any aspirations to do like juco or anything for wrestling um what is what is juco like junior college oh i know they have a lot of wrestling and yeah, juco um, we'll just go straight to university and wrestling. no nah, I'll, I'll probably just go straight to university like if i if I get accepted into a university that I really want to go to, which is like uh, Virginia Tech or Penn State or um, Iowa, because they have like really yeah, good wrestling programs, then I think I might just just go straight to university. I don't like I've never really thought about going to um, a junior college. I just want to like get done with school as fast as possible and um, do it in a way that it's fun, which is wrestling. So if I could get a wrestling scholarship in either one of those universities, that would be awesome. That would be, I mean, that'd be tip of the spear at that point. So, yeah. (laughs) So that'd be, I mean, yeah, that's, that's the way it could go to that singlet life. Yeah. (laughs) Singlet life. I definitely (laughs) hope to see you, you know, accomplishing your goals soon and wrestling as well. So I yeah. think that'd be pretty cool because you started like so early and I feel like at least to me I haven't seen a lot of people who's been, been sharpening the, the blade for a long time yeah. thank you a lot of preparation going into it so dude I would be oh dude if I got slated against you and I was like damn I'd only been wrestling like two or three <laughs> years this this doesn't seem fair yeah <laughs> I'm okay with this guy dude, he's been at it for so long that'd probably get in their head a little bit dude you've yeah you've probably got some pretty good notoriety between some of these guys though huh yeah like i like a lot of people 
at the like nationally ranked level. I have like um like I said, Jana Reeves and Brella Prairie. Those two are, you know, people that I fought a ton of times, but like we're all cool. It's just we when it comes to like in the cage or in the ring, we just like we have to do what we do best and we have to show the world who's better. But outside of the cage, there's like there's no beef or anything. We're just we're all cool. We're all um just a bunch of regular kids. And it's just it's just different when you go inside of the ring or even same with even like with wrestling. Like there's this team um that my team doesn't personally like, but on that team, there's a lot of people that I know. And just because they're on that team doesn't mean that I'm not like not going to talk to them or something. Like I'm still going to hang out with them because they're all real cool, but it's just. So no one's tried to start anything with you online, maybe to try to hype up any events that you've took place in. No one's been like, Oh, Ronan, I'm coming for you. I'm going to rip your nice hair out or something. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there, there has been a few people that like try to call me out which is like, it's, it's fine. Cause, um, all three of them were people that I beat. So I knew I like, if, if they're calling me out and I already beat them, it just means like, they just want to go at it again because, um, they think they could beat me or something, but I don't really take call outs too personal. Um, if they do call me out in like a disrespectful way, then yeah, I'll take it really personal and um, definitely train way harder than I do just so I could like completely embarrass them. Um, but I don't know. It doesn't just, get to you too much though. Yeah. I, I just like, I don't like people that just, there's never been really someone that's disrespected me, but. I definitely don't like when people disrespect me and hopefully there never is someone that does that, but yeah. Well, if you get to the pro level, I'm sure somebody will yeah, well, yeah, try to drum up that, some smack talk to sell the yeah, fight. That's, that's, that's bound to happen, but yeah. Like a Conor McGregor type. Thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's lots of guys who talk smack. It's pretty yeah. funny. Do I like a little bit of the smack talk, but as long as they, as long as they're kind of funny, when they get a little too, personal i'm like personal oh. yeah yeah when they make it funny though like when like when connor's like i'm gonna plaster his nose on the side of his head or something like that's yeah. just funny <laughs> i like yeah i like listening to smack talk like one of my favorite smack talkers is chael Sonnen. like he oh yeah I, his crap is so funny when he was talking about when he was going against tito ortiz and they had a press oh, conference dude. and he was tito was talking about like a gazelle and some crap and then uh Kel Sonnen just like was like <laughs> mid like mid conversation. That is my favorite uh like like uh trash talk that Chael's ever done. Dude, that was that press conference was pretty great when he's like, that's a yeah. nasty line by me following yep. some of his inappropriate comments. Oh yeah, yeah that was yeah. so I, good. Yeah, I remember that. That was so yeah. legendary. It's bad he lost. Dude, I wish yeah. Chael would have won. It would have made it yeah. so much better if he would have won. Yeah, I mean, Tito yeah. just got flatlined at least. So, yeah, dude, Tito. I sometimes I don't know if he's putting on an act or not with his the way he acts, or if it's just like the CTE or something talking. Because yeah, Tito, he used to, dude, when he was younger, 
like when he coached on the ultimate fighter, it was like, dang, this guy's actually really trying his hardest to make these guys better. And then outside of that, he's just been such a blockhead. Dude, it's crazy. He was the mayor. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He was the mayor. He ran for mayor. He would just stop being mayor. Like, <laughs> that's I, I, I didn't even realize he went for mayor, but he, yeah, he is. He's a little out there. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> I don't, I don't know why Tito's so like, he's a good fighter, but there's, he's definitely been hit in the head. Yeah, dude, he had a big head to hit. (laughs) Yeah. He put on some amazing fights back in the day, though, that's for sure. Yeah. I still want to fight him, even though he's old. Really? Dude, I would not. Dude, me, dude. I would not. Me, personally. Would you fight him? Are you calling him out, dude? You versus Tito? Setting up Roman (laughs) Reed Tito? He's like, I saw Anderson put him out. I could do it, maybe. Dude, I could catch him with that. Yeah. Get your timing down and just pop them. Yeah. Maybe if I'm older. Yeah, dude, in a couple years. He'll be 50 by then. Yeah, that's it's a little unfair, but eh. yeah, that's wild. Well, do you want to plug in your social media or anything before we end the podcast so people know where to find you? Um, yeah, sure. My TikTok is Ronan Swinson. My Instagram is Ronan MMA. And my um, YouTube is Ronan Swinson MMA. So if any of y'all want to uh, follow me or see my fights or see what I do, go ahead and check all those out. Um, if you want to get like involved in the fighting or anything, then you definitely should check out my stuff because um, a lot of people are, are like, uh, they check out my stuff and they start fighting because they're um, they're inspired by me or something. So, yeah. If you guys want to yeah. see what I do. His then, link tree uh, will be in the description of the episode yeah, as well, as always. And check him out. It's definitely an inspiration to see him putting in the work. You're like, dude. Yeah, it makes he me want to work out. He, dude, it's, dude, your workout videos are great. I think they're great. Thank I think you. they're amazing because a lot of younger guys, so they... You, you and I guess your brother, too, have a pretty good understanding of how to work social media. Yeah. And it makes for a great page on all your pages. Yep. So thank you for coming on, sir. You're great. Yeah, it's awesome. Yep, You're a great you guest. Me. Very interesting. And uh, yeah, so enjoy uh, the rest of your Sunday. And this is going to be for Brutal. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks again, guys, for listening to our podcast. This has been Be a Brutal MMA Podcast, Episode 12. Let us know what you thought about this interview. Um, we really enjoyed making it. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to it. Uh, let us know who else. If you got some fighters that you want to hear, like an interview from, let us know. DM us on Instagram at Be a Brutal MMA. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye.